Welcome to the Impact Church Podcast. We are starting this year with a series on David, King of Hearts. You know, David is talked about more in the Bible than anybody except Jesus. 66 chapters about David mentioned, I think, 49 times in the New Testament. The title of the Messiah is, is that you are the son of David, son of David. So David's a big, big deal. So we're going to start unpacking what it means to be a king with a heart after God. So let's get right into that word. Well, I'm not going to preach to you. (laughs) Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) We're going to start a series uh, in the next several weeks. We're going to talk about David. We're going to talk a lot about David. I don't know how long it's going to take, but... We're going to talk about David. And the reason we're going to talk about David is because David had a heart after God. And God was looking for something, and he was looking for a heart after God. Just going to show you a couple pictures here. Uh, How many remember that picture? You saw that, huh? You know, I was uh, up with my in-laws, and I got Cheryl to take me back to the hotel so I could watch Penn State win the Rose Bowl. Whoa! And then I started watching the next game, the Bills game, and a guy tackled somebody, but his helmet hit him right just above his heart. It made his heart stop, and he had a cardiac arrest on the field. And, you know, they came out and gave him CPR, and they got him resuscitated and got an ambulance there, and, and he's, he's recovering right now in the hospital. But, you know, uh, one of the Bills spokespersons, the Bills is the Buffalo Bills, but one of the Bills spokespersons said, we believe in prayer. I was like, here we are, January 2nd, just starting off the new year. We're all watching. We want to see this is a big game, the Bengals and the Bills. A lot of eyes on this game. And, you know, suddenly a prayer meeting broke out. You know, down in the States, a lot of, a lot of teachers, a lot of coaches who wanted to pray with their kids before the game or after the game, they got fired and they lost their jobs because we're not having prayer on the football field. But, you know, prayer's coming back. You, you, got a, you got a whole stadium full of thousands and thousands of people and they're watching the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals bow the knee and pray for the restoration of their brother. Something's going on. Something, let me show you one more picture. This is, uh, uh, he's a former football player, former NFL player, and uh, he said, I don't know if it's the right thing. And he was there and he's watching. They had that picture there. And he says, you know what? I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. And he said, I'm going to do it anyways because I want to. And he said, I'm going to bow my head right now and I'm going to pray out loud. And he prayed and he prayed. I pray right now for Damar. I pray for his family. I pray that they might all be surrounded with peace. I pray that he would be healed right now. And I pray it all in the name. Something's going on. Something's shifting. Something's going on. And God's moving in a big way. And he's, his kingdom is coming in in a big, big way. You know, we're in 10 days of prayer. And how many know we've been in 10 days of prayer? We're in day 8 of 10 days of prayer. You can go to the website. Go right to the bottom. Click on that place. And I am, I am so blessed by your comments. I'm so blessed. We had one gal. She'd only been here twice. Might be here today. But, but came on Christmas Eve and then came on New Year's Day. And brought her husband. And her husband, you know, wasn't really serving God. But she said, you know, we came on Christmas Day. And we came on New Year's Eve. And thank you for Wayne and Madeline who prayed with my husband and he's restored his life to Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm seeing these responses on the prayer wall and seeing people agreeing and praying with us. And I tell you, it means so much to me to see your comments and I appreciate your partnership in these 10 days of prayer because prayer is a big deal. 
It's a big, big deal. You know, we had two people, first time, brand new, first time, never, never made a commitment to Jesus ever before. Two more of those last Sunday. It was a great way to start off the new year. You know, it was an awesome, awesome time. But, uh, you know, God's doing something, and uh, it's a big deal what's happening. Uh, a lot of these people, you would think ESPN owned by Disney and all that stuff. You think these people saying, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but I want to do it. And he prayed in the name right there on ESPN. So, boom, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Amen. I'm just going to use a couple slides, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to let you go. But uh, I got one here. Go to, give me my first thanks. Uh, Samuel 8, 19 and 20 says, Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king. We will have a king over us, that we also might be like the other nations, and that our king might judge and go out before us and go out into battle. See, the people of God, they, they decided, they went to Samuel, who was the prophet, and they said, We want a king like the other nations. And Samuel said, No, no, don't do it. God is our king. God is our king. We, we, we don't want to replace God. And then, you know, Samuel's talking to God, and God said, Samuel, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And he said, go tell them, if you want a king, here's what's going to happen to you, and it's miserable stuff. And they basically said, we don't care, we want a king. And so they, God says, you know what, I'm going to give them what they say. I'm going to give them, you know what, sometimes if you keep on whining, you'll get what you want, and it's not good for you. You know, but they got what they wanted, and God gave them a king, and man chose a king, and they chose Saul. But God said, Saul will always sit on the throne, and somebody from his family will always sit on the throne. So Saul was always going to be that king, but he was the king that was a choice of the flesh. And First Samuel 13, 14, it says, but now your kingdom must end, for the Lord has sought a man after his own heart. See, Saul lived his whole life with insecurity. He lived his whole life comparing himself to others. He lived his whole life, you know, not sure who he was, or not sure he qualified, and that insecurity manifests brokenness in his life. And he was a poor king. He was a poor leader of the people of God because he had massive identity issues. And I don't know if you're hearing what God's saying to you today, but God's saying your identity is you're a child of God. And all through this, with what Stephen said and with what, what Chuck said, it's all about he's qualified you to be his son and you can't change that. You are a child of God. And you got to know that. And I just want you to close your eyes right now just for a minute. I want you to look up. I want you to look Look at the feet of the Father. Look at the feet of the Father. He is wearing the slippers I made for him right now. So that's pretty awesome. How many saw that? Didn't, didn't really see that. But, but this guy lived his life with a filter. And I just want to show you quickly a little video. Can, can we pop that up, Kevin? Can you do that for me? Kevin? I know he might not have been. There it is. We just need the sound. I can do that all day. I can do that all day because I got power. That was good, Kevin. I just need the sound this time. Can you give me the sound? Can you give me the sound? We'll try it one more time. Now, if you turn your head the other way and look at that, you might, it's somebody from this church did that. Somebody from this church. How many know who that is? It's Kelly Mahalachek. I don't know why. Oh, turn it up. Turn it up. Can you turn it up a little bit more? I can do that all day. I can do that all day because I got power. Woo! I can do that all day. I can do that all day because I got power. Woo! Okay, how many think that's enough? That's enough. 
That is Kelly. Now, I want you to know that Kelly made that filter. How many have done filters on your, on your Facebook, your TikTok, your stuff like that? How many try to make yourself look a little more beautiful? You know, you know on Zoom calls now, I can, I can press the beauty feature and I can look more attractive on my Zoom calls. It's so awesome. But Kelly, Kelly, during a sermon that I was preaching, made that filter. You can hear, that's me preaching in the background. I'm saying, I could do that all day. I could do that all day. It's funny how it fit in there. It's kind of strange. But you know, they literally say, psychologists say, and I got one, one slide. Can you find that one for me about that quote from the psychologist? Is it, if their doctor, Layla McGavy said, I have assessed some teenagers, men and women, who have discussed the idea of getting plastic surgery to look more like the filtered version of themselves. Like people use filters so much that there's, there's people now depressed and, and frustrated because, you know, the image of themselves that they're putting out there in their social media, it feels like that person is better than who they are. We have a weird, twisted, filtered world out there right now. And you see, uh, Saul had a filtered relationship with God. He had a filtered relationship. Saul operated in the fear of man. He operated in lack of his own identity. He operated in insecurity and did all kinds of crazy things. He didn't have a heart after God. He had a heart of fear. Even the song that, that George and the team just sang, I don't fear. I don't have fear doesn't shape my life anymore because I know that I belong to Jesus. And I don't know about you, but God's trying to speak to you today and say, I belong to Jesus. We're going to talk about David and God went and he said, I've rejected Saul, but I've gone and I've found someone. I have sought someone out. God was looking for someone and he found someone with a heart that was absolutely open to the Lord, that lived a filterless life and lived clear and focused on the love of a father.